And now it's time for Westwood Patriot Basketball on ESPN-UP. Here's Tanner Hoops. Tanner Hoops. Welcome to Westwood High School Girls Basketball on ESPN-UP this evening as the Westwood Patriots welcome the Gwynn Model Towners. Hi, everybody. Tanner Hoops, Jared Kosky on the call. Thomas Dunstan is our in-studio producer and engineer. Thanks for hanging out with us this evening. Should be a fantastic girls' high school basketball game. It's rivalry night as the Patriots 11-1 look to bounce back after suffering their first loss of the year Friday at Nagani. They take on the 7-3 Gwynn Model Towners, a team that has lost two straight after they started the year 7-1. and one. They are looking to bounce back. And, Jared, this is a game tonight that's important for both teams because... They're on somewhat of losing streaks, if you want to call it that. This could be a big step forward into turning the season around or letting a couple of games skid turn into a long streak. Yeah, both teams are thinking about that right now, and I think there are implications of a Westpac title mm-hmm. lying on uh, on the, this game tonight. So uh, it's also important for that. Westwood last met. Gwynn on this floor back on February 22nd of last year. The Patriots won 48-31. They've won four straight against this Gwynn model Towner team. The Towner's last win in the series came back on January 26th of 2016. Westwood again coming off their first loss Friday at Nagani, 46-36. That was the first regular season loss for the Patriots in their last 14 games. Gwynn started 7-1. That included a seven-game winning streak after losing in their opener against Bark River Harris. But they enter on a two-game losing skid. They fell to Nagani 50-40 on Tuesday. And Calumet on Friday 48-33. Their last win came back on January 10th against Lotz. But they're coming off a 9-12 season last year in which they fell to Ishpeming in the district opener. They've got a good team this year, Jared, but their problem has been their health. That's been their biggest nemesis. It's kept them shorthanded, and they've only got six suited up for tonight's matchup. Yeah, I think they're right now plagued with two injuries to two of their starters, and so uh, we'll probably hear Coach Olson talk a little bit about that in his pregame interview. Yeah, we've got those interviews coming up. Let's take our first time out. We've got Kirk Corker and Ben Olson interviews coming up after this. You're listening to Westwood Patriot Basketball on ESPN-UP. Apples are used for a lot of things. Pie, cider, cake, and making friends with your teacher. They're also used to compare things. You know the phrase, apples to apples? Well, at Household Appliance, we want to make one thing clear. Apples to apples, we will match any competitor's price. Same make, same model sort of thing. Every day. Household Appliance, price match guarantee. The area's largest appliance selection, delivery, installation, service after the sale, and hometown pride. We think you'll like us. Come see for yourself. I'm Ken Farley from the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home, and each year it's amazing to watch the student-athletes in our area schools compete at a really high level and juggle the demands of learning in the classroom, studying at home, hanging with friends, and for some, working a part-time job. They represent their schools and communities well, and if you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. After all, they are the future leaders. We at the Bjork and Zalke Funeral Home are standing on the sidelines with great admiration for what you do. Join us in cheering in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. You do your best to protect your loved ones. And while you may keep a fresh battery in your smoke detector and have a reliable home security system, there is a whole different type of protection you may be missing. 
A life insurance policy from Auto Owners Insurance is a way to safeguard your loved ones now and in the future. Meet with your local independent agent and secure a policy today to protect their tomorrows. Call Iron Range Agency at 485-5544 or visit us on the web. Make the change to Iron Range. You're listening to Westwood Patriots Basketball on ESPN-UP. Pretty game continues on ESPN-UP. Speaking with head coach Kurt Corcoran before his team takes on Gwynn. Well, coach, your team suffers their first loss on Friday night. How do you feel they bounce back from it? Well, it's kind of nice because we no longer have that target on our backs. You know, I've, I, we've, we've talked all year about how it's fun having the target, but there comes a lot of pressure with that as well. So um, we're having, it, we're, we need this, we need to bounce back. We need a good game tonight so we can stop talking about the Nagani game. You know, it's every, everywhere you, everywhere you go, every store you go into, people ask, hey, what happened in there? And, well, you know what? We didn't play very well, period. You know, Nagani outplayed us. Um, and so it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely time to move on. Tell me about Gwyn. What are you looking for from them tonight? Gwyn's real athletic. Gwyn actually r- reminds me a lot of Nagani uh, in their in their their quick guard play. Um, they, they like to shoot the three. Um, a lot of dribble drive offense. Um, so I know they're down. They're they're hurting a couple players, uh, a couple with some with some knee injuries. But um, Gwyn is is very dangerous. Uh, this is one of the most talented teams Coach Olson has had come through, and that's saying a lot because he's had some good teams. Um, so we, we have to slow them down. If they come out like they did against Lance or, or Houghton, um, you know, they hit eight, nine three-pointers in the, in the contest, we're not going to be able to stay afloat. So we got to get out on the shooters, uh, play real good just man-to-man defense. Don't let them get into the lane. They like to, they like to drive and kick. Um, just real kind of just fundamental basketball. Uh, so we're prepared for it, and we just, uh, just got to hope, hope that our shots are falling. Coach, as always, thanks for the time. Best of luck. Thanks, Tanner. Kirk Corcoran, head goes basketball coach at Westwood. More after this on ESPN-UP. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Live local, shop local, bank local. Headquartered right here in the UP at MBank, we're here to help make banking easy with the products and services you need and knowledgeable, friendly bankers you can trust. You'll have the security of keeping your money close to home with the bank that's from the same place you are. When you bank with MBank, your money is reinvested right back into our local businesses and communities. Where you bank matters. Make the move to MBank today. We make it easy to bank where you live. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When glass breaks and it's the kind of break where your insurance is going to pay for it, step back for a moment and call a timeout. Your agent or billing network may want to choose where to get it fixed, but you should know that you have the right to select Peninsula Glass and Auto of Ishpeming. And why not? If it's glass, they can fix it. All work is guaranteed, and they will bill your insurance directly. The mobile team at Peninsula Glass will even come to you to make repairs. Call for a free estimate and see how the crew can best serve you. Peninsula Glass and Auto Sales, US 41, Ishpeming. You're listening to Westwood Patriots Basketball on ESPN-UP. 
Here I am with Coach uh, Ben Olson from the Gwynn Model Towners Varsity Girls Basketball Coach here on ESPN-UP. Hi, Coach. Welcome to Westwood High School. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's great to get a chance to talk to you before the game. Uh, we go back a long ways, and I, I know you work really hard with your program and getting kids ready for their varsity seasons, and tell me a little bit about that. Uh, well, with the varsity girls, we usually have about four open gyms a week during the summer, and we go to as many camps as we can. Uh, we hit up O'Connell Falls this past summer, and we hit up Northern, we hit up Northwood University. We are supposed to go to Gaylord, but we had kind of a freak injury at the Marquette team camp kind of derailed that a little bit so we, we do a lot of basketball a lot of fundamentals um, just making sure the girls can you know pass dribble shoot so that when uh, the season starts uh, we, we're ready to rock and roll and uh, obviously shows this year with, with our girls you know being seven and three and, and being able to play with some of the, the elite teams that you know our girls are putting a lot of time and, and effort in, into the offseason so uh uh, it's exciting when things come together and uh, the, the hard work pays off. Um, and then, yeah. So you put in a lot of time all year round, and then this time of year the season becomes a grind, and you still are running that youth development and working on those third graders all the way up. You guys work together with the Patriots and the Hematites, I believe, and you guys are all working with your little kids. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, we do. Uh, we try to get in the gym two weekends out of every month so we start november december january february so we try to get about eight to ten saturdays in where i got basically first through eighth grade that kind of come in and and just more of a fundamentals thing dribble pass same same kind of thing we do in the off season with our with our varsity girls because let's be honest if you can't dribble pass shoot you know it doesn't matter what offenses you run you know it's just not going to be successful so yeah we spend a lot of time we go nine to noon on those days that you know the girls come in on saturday uh, i get my varsity girls and some of the jv girls to come in and help um basically what westwood and ishming doing and we set up two scrimmages with one with westwood one with ishming throughout i think it's coming up here february 2nd with westwood and then a little bit later with ishming and then we also add on a kind of like an intramural program once the season is over in april where we break up the team split up the teams and um you know, we have about four teams that meet, and we meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we, we kind of have inter-scrimmage games, and we keep standings and playoffs. and So we do a lot with the, with the younger girls, and um, I, I think it goes over well. Um, you can kind of see it with our varsity. That was kind of the first year that we kind of were, were working with, with that group, and uh, obviously our JVs not as well, but, you know, sometimes all of your fruits of the labor don't always pay off like, like you want them to. So Yeah, so yeah. you're giving them the chances there, and then they got to go on their own and continue to get better, but you're giving them the right ideas and the right tools to work on, and so they have a chance to develop into players. And when you get a group like you got this year, uh, that's why we're here talking tonight. You know, they've gone and done that extra time and put it in, and we've got a, two good teams going at it tonight. Absolutely. My seniors have put in, you know, more time than probably, well, you know, a 2014 team put in a lot of time. But, yeah, the, the group I have right now has put in tons and tons of time, and it's not a coincidence that, you know, we kind of sit here seven and three. Yeah, and that's been a great start for you guys this year. I know we're uh, both looking forward to watching this game tonight, but I, I know you're you're going to have some uh, a little bit of shorter of a bench tonight than what you would expect. Yeah, two kind of freak injuries. A girl went down Friday night at Calumet. Um, she's out tonight, and then we had kind of a collision in Sunday's practice, and one of my seniors is out, so we're looking at playing tonight with six girls. Uh, and our sixth is one who doesn't get a lot of time, so she's going to have to step in tonight and, and play some minutes for us and hopefully um, you know, give us a boost. Yeah, anything you uh, think is a key to the game for the model towners for tonight? Uh, 
I think we're going to have to slow the game down a little bit. Obviously, with you know being six deep tonight, we don't want to be pushing up and down with Westwood. So uh, any any way you can take the air out of the game a little bit, slow it down so that you know um, we don't get too tired offensively or defensively. I, I think is going to be kind of a key tonight. So and then with everything else, you know you don't want to turn it over. You know you got to rebound, you got to shoot well. You know all those things are kind of uh, you know gimmies and no, I shouldn't say gimmies, but. And that's night in a night out thing. All right, Coach Ben Olson here with Jared Koski and ESPN UP. We are looking forward to a good game tonight. Thanks for coming, and uh, best of luck to you and your team in this game and the rest of the season. Thanks for having us, Jared. All right, more to come on ESPN UP. You already know that First Bank is all about people, but what does that really mean? It's our people helping our community, neighbors and friends, both old and new, helping you when you need it most. Like helping build new homes. We are in the building process with our customers, working to take the stress out of financing. I'm Lori Ring, part of the mortgage team at First Bank. Our construction loans have low competitive rates and will ensure monthly payments are affordable. With a 12-month construction period, it's time to get started. Stop at any First Bank location to discuss the steps or apply online anytime. See, it's that easy. The mortgage team is here to help you whenever you need us. To find a location near you, visit first-bank.com. That's first-bank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to credit approval. These may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people. You're listening to Westwood Patriots Basketball on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Jared Koski, live from Westwood High School in Ishpeming, Michigan. Thanks for hanging out with us on your Tuesday evening in late January. Let's take a look at tonight's starting lineups, and we'll begin with your Westwood Patriots. Running the point, Madeline Koski, a 5'6 junior. She's averaging a team-best 15 points per game and four and a half rebounds a contest. She's joined in the backcourt by... Tessa Lease, a 5'6 junior, averaging 14.5 points per game to go along with six rebounds. Jillian Koski is a 5'5 freshman, averaging 5.6 points and three rebounds a contest. Carly Patron is a 5'7 junior, averaging 9.5 points a game to go along with 6.5 rebounds. And rounding out the starting lineup, Ellie Miller, a 5'8 sophomore, 6 points, 3.5 rebounds per game. Head coach is Kurt Corcoran, assisted by the Hall of Famer, Irv Dieterle. Starting lineup for the Gwynn Model Towners, Brooke Manor, a 5'6 senior, averaging 14 points, 4 rebounds a game. Marissa Delmont, a 5'8 junior, 18 points, 4 rebounds per contest. Emily Curtis, a 5'7 junior, 5 points, 5.5 rebounds a game. Tiana Taylor, 5'9 sophomore, 3 points, 4.5 rebounds a game. And Trisha McGuire, a 5'9 senior, 3 points, and a rebound a game. Ben Olson is the head coach, assisted by Bill Hill and Jamie Galackner. We'll take a timeout more after this on ESPN-UP. Super One Foods in Nagani and Marquette are excited for high school basketball with these deals. Fryer thigh or drumsticks, a family pack for 66 cents a pound. Smithfield all-natural bone-in pork loin stuffed chops, a family pack for $1.99 a pound. Black Angus boneless bottom round roast for $3.33 a pound. And Brew Pub Lots of Matzah single-serve pizzas, a 12 to 17 ounce box. 
three for $9.99. Prices are good through Saturday, January 26th at your local Super One stores in Nagani and Marquette. Low prices, better choices right in your neighborhood. Super One Foods. Here's what your friends and neighbors are saying about active physical therapy. This is Mike Kosky with Congress Pizzas. After being diagnosed with a herniated lower disc, I was given the option of either surgery or therapy. I chose active physical therapy because of Scotty Corkin. My experience with active physical therapy is extremely positive. Scott set me up with a program that I could do at home. After one month, I was back on my feet doing my daily activities. Get active, be active, stay active with active physical therapy. For more information, visit stayactiveup.com. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Make sure you're following ESPN-UP on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with all things UP sports. Don't get left out of the conversation either. Let your voice be heard on anything from high school sports to college and the pros. You'll get access to -to up-to-the-minute news and opinion from the ESPN community. On the air, on the web, and on Facebook and Twitter. It's everything you need for sports. It's time for tip-off of tonight's contest on ESPN-UP. Here's Tanner Hoot. Welcome back to Westwood High School. Tanner Hoops, Jared Kosky, Thomas Dunstan, the crew for this evening as the Westwood Patriot girls basketball team takes on the Gwynn Model Towners. Once again, the lineups in case you missed it before the break. For Westwood, it's Kosky, Kosky, Lease, Patron, and Miller. For Gwynn, it's Manor, Curtis, Taylor, McGuire, and Marissa Delmont. Kurt Corcoran, Herb Dieterle, coaches on the Westwood side, 11-1. Ben Olson, assisted by Bill Hill and Jamie Galackner on the Gwynn Model Towner side. They are 7-3, and, and again, they are shorthanded. They only dress eight on the varsity roster, Jared, much like Westwood. But unfortunately, when you do that and you don't have anyone on JV ready to come up, you're subject to injury, and that's been the case with Gwynn here in the last few weeks. Yeah, and they're down... Uh... One of their uh, juniors, who's, I think, averaging about five points a game. And more importantly, we know how important them rebounds are. I think she's getting about seven or so rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. And they're down a senior tonight also, who is, uh, what is she averaging? Nine and a half points, four rebounds. Yeah. and it's tough to replace. And she's one of those sharpshooters that can go off on you mm-hmm. and, and, and light it up. So. The Patriots are going to have a difficult time defending the open shots of the model towners tonight. I think these two teams are pretty similarly matched up. I think we got a good one in store for us tonight. Westwood, first of two games this week for the Patriots on the road at Ishpeming on Friday night. The arch rivalry has another chapter written. That game can be heard here on ESPN-UP. Our next Patriot broadcast will be Thursday, right back here. Boys basketball against Iron Mountain. On the Gwynn side of things, they are set to take on West Iron County on Thursday night, the top-ranked team in the UP and the latest UPSSA rankings. 
We are ready for basketball. Hope you are too. Curtis and Miller in the center circles, and the tap is won by Gwynn. It's in the hands of McGuire. We are underway. McGuire between the circles gives it to Curtis. Curtis for Delmont, rotating to the wing, and an errant pass goes out of bounds. Kirk Corcoran dodges it, and Westwood takes over off the turnover 10 seconds into the game. He almost took one off the head there. Yep, like he was playing dodgeball. 2-3 zone defensively for Gwynn to start things out. Lease with the basketball inside to Miller, and she's bumped and fouled. Yeah, she was wide open in the short corner after one pass on that, and uh, she was going to score a bucket with a quick drip, drop step, but she got dropped first. Tiana Taylor picks up the personal, her first, and the inbounds pass promptly stolen away quickly into the front court. It's Brooke Manor with the steal. Manor going to the top to keep for Delmont. Delmont bounce pass to the wing for Taylor, and she knocks down the triple. Check that. It's McGuire rather than Taylor who knocks down the tray. And it's 3-0 Gwynn, 7-17 to play opening quarter. Lease for Maddie inside the arc to Patron. Drop step, now kick out for Jillian, a three-pointer. It's too strong. The rebound's pulled down by Delmont. Delmont quickly into the front court, full head of steam. Delmont driving, now kicking to the wing, spot up. Manor a three, and it's good. Same spot, and it's a quick 6-0 lead for Gwynn. Timeout, Kirk Corcoran, one minute into the game. The Patriots are going to have to learn quick. They can't be helping off of shooters again tonight like they were in Nagani last week, and uh, that's going to kill them every time. This Gwynn team shoots lights out. Starts eerily similar to the game against Nagani, where the Miners came out and shot the ball with precision. And now Gwynn is off to a 6-0 lead, 6.59 to play here in this opening quarter. Tanner Hoops, Jared Koski on the call. Patriots decked out in the home whites. Red numerals outlined in navy. Gwynn is wearing the black uniforms with white numerals supplemented by gold. 6-0 model towners. Good crowd on hand. Chilly evening in late January. It's going to get chillier throughout the week. Our high Friday, 2 degrees. But we will be cozy inside the Ishpeming Fieldhouse for Westwood girls basketball against the Hematites. A little bit of Patriots action going here. Yep. Changing basketballs. Evidently there was a rip in the other basketball. Lace with a basketball up top, Maddie. Rotate Jillian. Jillian left at the top of the key. Back up top to Maddie. Maddie. Defended by Curtis going cross-court. Gwynn sticking in that zone, but very loosely. Lease up top, spots up Maddie, 4-3, got it. Bottom of the barrel for Maddie Koski. Westwood moving that zone just enough that Maddie got the open look and knocks it down. Minute and a half gone by, 6-3 Gwynn. Top of the key, now driving in. Taylor receives a pass underneath from McGuire and lays it off the window and in. 8-3. Win on top. Lease with the basketball. Up top, Maddie. Maddie looking to drive in. Left at the top of the key. Puts up a runner in the lane. No good. Offensive rebound. Miller put back. Won't go, but she's fouled. And Ellie Miller is heading to the line to shoot two. Miller is a 63% foul shooter. Tiana Taylor picks up her second foul. 6.07 to go opening quarter. That's of concern to Coach Olsen really quick here. In this game, having only six players and having somebody with two less than two minutes into the game. He has to sub her out. First free throw missed, by the way. And the sub into the ball game is Annalise Hebker, a 5'4 junior. The second free throw is made. 
Two minutes gone by, 8-4 foul on Westwood, 40 feet from the basket, a blocking foul as Maddie was trying to cut off Brooke Manor. Maddie picks up her first. Manor to trigger, gets it into Curtis. Curtis dribbling near the center of the floor with Jillian on her, picks up the dribble in front of the Westwood bench. To the wing for McGuire. McGuire up top. Curtis spot up three is off the back of the rim. No good. Rebound is loose. It's offensive. McGuire's put back good. Trisha McGuire got loose. Second chance points added to the board. It's 10-4. 5.35 to go here in this opening quarter. Maddie top of the key gives it to Lees. Back up top. Maddie driving in left of the top of the key. Pull up jump shot. No good. Offensive rebound. Carly Patron. Patron back out to Lees. Lees looking to drive in. Stutter step, rotate back up top to Maddie. Maddie around a screen. Maddie picks up the dribble. Inside the arc, it's intercepted. Coming the other way with it. Delmont drive to the basket, layup off the window and in. Another timeout, Kurt Corcoran. You couldn't ask for much better of a start if you're Gwynn. 5 12 to play in the opening quarter. 12 4 model towners. In this moment, who has your back? Do you know the name of your insurance agent, or would you call a 1-800 number? At this moment, you should be able to call Iron Range Agency and Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Did you know First Bank has offices in Ishpeming and Marquette, plus seven other locations in Upper Michigan? Find out more at first-bank.com, or better yet, stop in soon to meet the team. First Bank, proud to be part of our community. It's all about the people. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Dave's Collision Center at 579 Washington Street in Ishpeming. The Bjork and Zolke Funeral Homes support all involved nights contests. Play hard, be fair, and enjoy the game. A rocky start for Westwood. Win leading 12-4. Kurt Corcoran has used a couple of timeouts. Again, this model towner team only has dressed six this evening due to injury. Emily Nelson could not handle the pass. She came in out of the timeout, and Westwood turns it over, unforcedly so. And Jillian is right back off the bench replacing Nelson. Five-minute mark, quarter number one, blocking foul on Westwood. I'm going to get Carly Patron for this one. Team fouls even at two apiece. 12-4 model towners looking for win number eight. They were 9-12 a season ago. Inbound goes to Curtis. She's trapped in the corner. Going up top, Delmont. Delmont driving in. Kicks to the wing. Hefker 4-3. That's no good off the heel of the rim. Rebound pulled down by Lease. And then she's fouled in the backcourt as McGuire was trying to steal it away from her. Yeah, that's not uh, on a game when you're short of players. You can't be giving up fouls 75 feet from the bucket. Third team foul on Gwynn, the first on McGuire. Lease into the front court, right at the top of the key. Bounce pass nearly intercepted. Patron throws it away. It ends up being intercepted. The steal for McGuire ahead to Manor. Scoop shot, layup, good. Another transition bucket for Gwynn. They're making Westwood pay off turnovers. Maddie pull up from three is good. Westwood needed that big time. 14 to 7. The lead is cut in half. And then Westwood gets a steal and a foul called near midcourt. And already four against Gwynn. That's the first on Brooke Manor. 
And it allows Sadiqwa Gardner into the ball game, a 5'7 junior averaging 2.8 points, four and a half rebounds a game. 14 to seven, Batty top of the key, rotate to Lease in the corner. Lease, McGuire nearest her, goes up top to Jillian. Jillian to Maddie. Maddie left at the top of the key, picks up the dribble. Maddie looks and looks, gives it to Jillian top of the key. Jillian with Curtis nearest her. Jillian hands off to Maddie. Maddie dribbling between the circles, 3.48 to play opening quarter, 14-7 Gwynn, they have not trailed. Lease up top to Maddie, inside the arc to Patron. Patron, drop step, kick out to Lease. Lease driving on the baseline, Lease looking to bring it back out. Lease bounce pass to the wing, Maddie driving from the baseline, Maddie throws it away, intercepted by Manor. Manor across the midcourt stride. Manor gives it to Delmont. Delmont picks up the dribble, gives it to McGuire. McGuire left at the top of the key, up top to Curtis. Curtis with Jillian on her, back up top McGuire. Lease guarding her, rotating to the corner. Curtis looks and looks, goes cross court. Delmont for Manor. Manor left at the top of the key, now back up top to Delmont. Gwen being very patient on the offensive end, swings the ball to McGuire, right at the top of the key, going up top now. Curtis being very patient. And off to McGuire, coming around the screen, jump shot in the lane, no good. Rebound loose on the floor, out of bounds off of Westwood. It stays with Gwen, 2.48 to play opening quarter. Ben Olsen said they want to slow the game down with only six players. They're doing it so far. Delmont top of the key. Gardner on her to the wing for Manor. And Manor travels with the basketball. I've been watching that when she gets it there. She's got that really quick first step. It's almost so quick you can't tell if she's going before she gets both feet going or not. 2.37 to play opening quarter. Patriots need to move the ball here. They're not moving the ball. The ball needs a swing against the zone is all that needs to happen. Gwynn sticking in that 2-3, a very loose 2-3. Patron with the basketball on the baseline. Goes up top to Lees. Lees cross-court Jillian. Now to Maddie, open three, and the corner is good. Maddie knocks down another tray, her third of the night. Westwood's within four, 2-12 to play opening quarter. 14-10. Gwynn has led all the way so far. Delmont handoff to Curtis. Curtis. Guarded by Lee's, picks up the dribble, looking for help. She needs it. Cross-court feed to Delmont with Jillian on her. Delmont puts on the deck. Step back, jumper from three is good. Delmont knocks it down, a 48% shooter from behind the arc. Steps back and knocks it down, 17-10 Gwynn. Minute 40 to play opening quarter. Maddie between the circles, rotate Lee's. Lee's right at the top of the key, back up top Jillian. Works it to Maddie. Maddie up top to Lease. Inside the arc to Patron. Kick out Jillian. Wide open. Three is good. Jillian Koski knocks it down. A 30% shooter from behind the arc. And Westwood knocking down Dre's against this 2-3 zone. Quickly into the front court. Driving on the baseline. Hebker picks it up. Dribbles off Lease's foot. Into the hands of Jillian. Ahead to Maddie. Maddie looking to drive on Curtis. Layup off the window and in. One minute mark, opening quarter, 17-15. Westwood gaining a little momentum. Into the front court. McGuire, cross-court feed. Curtis puts in the deck. Top of the key. Curtis driving, and she's fouled on her way to the basket. 
45 seconds left opening quarter. Third team foul on Westwood. 17-15 Gwynn. And a Patriots sub waiting at the scores table. Curtis shooting 56% at the foul line this year. And misses the first. Foul, by the way, was on Gardner, her first. Westwood sub Emily Nelson back on. 5'9", junior. Two points, two rebounds a game. Second free throws on the way and made. 18-15, three-point game. Maddie into the front court. Gwynn still in that 2-3 zone. Nelson to Lease, back to Maddie. Maddie inside the arc to Patron, looking to give it to Gardner down low, deflected but right to Maddie. Maddie's pass intercepted now. Manor into the front court. Manor driving to the basket. Underneath, looking to scoop shot, reverse layup. No good, but she's fouled. And Manor's going to the line for two shots. As good of a player as Manor is, 14 points a game. She struggled at the foul line this year, shooting under 50%. At 48, entering play tonight, but makes the first. Emily Nelson picked up the personal foul. That's her first. Team fouls even at four apiece. Second freebie on the way and made. 18 seconds left opening quarter. 2015 model towners by five. Top of the key, Patron, long two, is off the heel of the rim, no good. Lease keeps the rebound alive, and it's deflected out of bounds off McGuire. Are they overruling it? Are they saying that's off of Westwood? They keep wow. it with the ball. Gwynn is getting the basketball out of this. Manor into the front court quickly. They can hold for one. McGuire rotating to the wing. They never got the shot off. They never saw the clock. It's a good thing they didn't score there because yeah. they got the ball handed to them with nine seconds to go with a completely missed call. After one, it's Gwyn 20, Westwood 15. More after this on ESPN-UP. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other thing. major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. You're listening to Westwood Patriots Basketball on ESPN-UP. Patriot Athletics brought to you in part by the Embers Credit Union, formerly the UP Catholic Credit Union, Super One Foods, and Agani Marquette. They support all involved in tonight's game. Low prices, better choices right in your neighborhood. Super One Foods. Peninsula Glass and Auto knows there are real advantages to buying a used vehicle. Someone else took the hit in depreciation. So the value of the car is yours at a fair price. Peninsula Glass and Auto looks for the kind of vehicle they can stand behind. And get active, be active, stay active. Active physical therapy with offices in Marquette, Ishpeming, and Nagani. Visit us at stayactiveup.com. Westwood basketball to start the second quarter, trailing 20-15. to 15. Maddie going cross-court to Emily Nelson. To the baseline for Patron. Her pass deflected away. Loose ball out of bounds. Off of Gwynn. And it stays with Westwood. Inbounding in front of the Model Towner bench. Five-point Gwynn lead. They have not trailed. Raced out to a 6-0 lead. Westwood got within three at one point in the opening quarter. Maddie top the key. 
Rotate Nelson to Gardner of the baseline. Back up top, Nelson. Nelson gives it to Maddie. Maddie looking around at that 2-3 zone to the baseline to Patron. Back up top, Maddie. Maddie, left-hand dribble. Rotate Nelson. Nelson to Lees. Back up top, Nelson. Rotate to Maddie. Maddie driving. Now kicks to Gardner right baseline. Looking for a soft spot in the zone. They get it inside to Lee. Spots up Nelson for a three. That's no good. Rebound McGuire. And then nearly had it stolen to the backcourt, but McGuire comes away with it. Westwood struggling against that 2-3 zone, trying to go inside, but they're shooting well. A lot of pass work tonight, trying to find a soft spot in that zone. Curtis with the basketball, driving left to the top of the key, fouled on her way there, and she is heading to the line to shoot two. 6.51 to go until half, 15 foul on Westwood. They get Carly Patron for her second. Curtis one of two at the line tonight. First one missed off the front of the rim. One more coming. Again, this is a Gwynn team with only six players healthy this evening. And the second foul shot made. 21-15, six-point lead. Lease into the front court. Lease up top to Maddie. Maddie. With Manor coming out to try and steal the ball from her. And he has to rotate, cycle back. Gives it to Lees right at the top of the key. Up top, Patron. Patron, left-hand dribble, crosses over inside the arc. Kick out, Lees, spot up, open three is good. Tessa Lees knocks it down, a 37% shooter from behind the arc. I think that should be our play every time yep. down. Kick it in and kick it out. That We've scored every time off of it. Westwood shooting 31% from three as a team, but they've looked really good here tonight. Five three-pointers early on and an offensive foul called on Brooke Manor driving the lane on the other end. Team fouls even at five apiece. And with 6-12 to play until half, Manor just picked up her second. Nice play by Maddie to get her feet down to the baseline there and get that position and not allow that baseline drive. Tiana Taylor back in the ball game. She had two quick fouls. Two players with two fouls here in the first half for Gwynn. They only have six dressed tonight. Maddie top of the key, trying to move that zone. Inside to Miller. Miller gets tied up underneath. Alternating arrow favors Gwynn. It is nearly a turnover every time we get the ball down between the blocks in the lane. I don't think we've done anything positive with it at that point yet. Patriots need to put that in their mind bank. 5.46 to play until half. Top of the key, Curtis. Rotate McGuire, driving on Maddie to the basket. Layup won't go, but she's fouled. 16 foul on Westwood. 5.39 to go until half. 21-18 Gwynn. Fouls on Tessa Lease, and that's her first. Trisha McGuire, she's only been to the line three times this year, made two of them, and now make it three for four as she hits on the first. Yeah, if my memory serves me right, the Gwynn Model Towners overall free throw percentage has not been hot this no. year, but they are making most of them tonight. Misses the second, Lease with the rebound, ahead to Maddie. Westwood looking to break with the numbers. Now pulling it back out up top, Lease. Lease for Patron. Rotate to the corner, Jillian. Jillian driving on the baseline. Jillian lost the handle on the basketball, poked away from her. Delmont has the steal. Taylor will work this one ahead. Taylor for Hemker. Now back to Delmont. Brings it across half court. 5.17 to go until half. 22-18, Westwood trailing by four. 
Top of the key, Delmont. Delmont puts it on the deck around a screen. Lease on her. Hevker rotating top of the key and a travel call. Too many steps for Delmont. 5.01 to go until half. Four-point lead for Gwynn. Right now, that 2-3 zone causing a lot of turnovers inside, but Westwood's been shooting the ball well from three. Already five triples in this first half between three different players. Top of the key for Lees. Lease to Maddie, right of the top of the key. Maddie around a screen, spot up three-pointers off the front of the rim, no good. Long rebound goes out to Curtis. She's got numbers, one-on-one now to the basket, layup blocked by Maddie. Rebound pulled down by Miller, and then it's poked away from behind. Steal for McGuire. McGuire to Delmont, driving to the basket, layup off the window, no good. Offensive rebound, McGuire. Rotate out to Curtis, spot up Taylor for three. It's no good off the heel of the rim. Rebound, Ellie Miller. Miller looking for an outlet pass and throws it off a Gwynn player out of bounds. They could either have the foul or the ball on that one, I think, because the Gwynn players are very aggressively reaching in. The Patriots need to chin that ball and protect it when they get a rebound. They'll draw the fouls, but they're not using the proper technique when they get those rebounds right now to chin it and protect it. Gardner back in the ballgame for Westwood. 4.07 to go until half. 22-18, Gwynn by four. Maddie to Lees. Lees driving, has the baseline, now pulling it back out with the left hand. She's in a double team. Up top, Jillian. Jillian rotate Maddie. Wide open three is off the heel of the rim. No good. Rebound, Curtis. And Ben Olson directing traffic. Vehemently telling his team to slow it down. He wants to slow this game down with only six players active this evening. McGuire top the key around a screen. McGuire cross court to Curtis. Curtis on the left baseline. Guarded by Maddie. Her pass intercepted away. Here comes Lease one-on-one developing. Drive to the basket. Layup won't go. Rebound. Battle for it. Taylor has it for Gwynn. Quickly into the front court. Delmont looking to push it ahead. Delmont goes to McGuire. Layup around the rim and in. Transition buckets have been a key difference tonight. That's been heavily in Gwynn's favor. Patron. Driving inside the yard, kick up top, Lease. Lease rotate, Maddie, open three, is off the heel, the rim, no good. Rebound, Hebker. Three-minute mark, and Hebker trapped in the backcourt and fouled. 17 foul on Westwood, first on Jillian, three minutes even, left in half number one. And a timeout is taken. Westwood's starting to cool down from behind the arc. Transition buckets, Jared. I know free or turnovers, what have you, have been killer for Westwood this season, but that average has been coming down to 14 a game. But in the first half, it's been rough trying to do anything against that zone inside. We've already got seven turnovers tonight. Mm. Half the team's average was still three minutes to play here in this first half. Well, looking for a safe and sound community bank, look to M-Bank from business loans to home mortgages and everything in between. M-Bank's in your corner and just around the corner. Stop in soon. Visit any of the seven Marquette County locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Art Van Furniture of Marquette's proudly locally owned and operated by the same families who've been serving our community at Household Appliance since 1971. The Midwest leader in furniture and mattresses. Visit ArtVan.com to see their weekly ads and preview of their selection. 
Did you know First Bank is off to the Nishpeming Marquette and seven other locations in Upper Michigan? Find out more at first-bank.com or stop in soon to meet the team. First Bank, proud to be part of our community. It's all about the people. And whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or a fire, when the unthinkable happens, call Iron Range Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. We have a one-and-one out of the timeout. Hebker is the shooter. Dips the knees. The first one's on the way. Misses it. Won't get another. Rebound Patron. Patron trapped in the backcourt and dribbled on the baseline. No, they called an offensive foul. She's got two people reaching in on both sides of her. She clears out some room for herself like she's been taught to do, and they buzz her up. And Kirk Corcoran's getting the explanation on the sideline right now, but Patron just picked up her third foul. I'd say that was a questionable call. Rotate to the top of the key. Eighth team foul on Westwood. Hebker rotating up top to Curtis. Shovel pass down low, deflected away, but finds its way to Delmont. Delmont going up top, three-pointer. McGuire no good. Long rebound out to McGuire. Make that Taylor. Taylor to Curtis. Rotate Delmont. 4-3 is off the hill. The rim no good, but another offensive rebound. McGuire up top to Delmont. Delmont driving in. Delmont jumper is good. 26-18. Too many second chances. Maddie into the front court. Maddie working around the top of the key, driving in now. Shovel pass. Patron underneath lays it off the window and in. First time Westwood's been able to attack the 2-3 zone and score underneath the basket. Two-minute mark, second quarter, 26-20. Delmont driving in. Pass loose on the floor, but somehow Delmont comes away with it, and then a foul is called on the reach. And that's putting Gwynn back to the line for another one-and-one. Jillian picks up her second, team's ninth, and Nelson is in the ballgame. She replaces Carly Patron. We won't see her for the rest of this half. No, she needs to be out of there. So Delmont to the line for a one-and-one. She's shooting... 48% 48% from behind the arc, but only 38% of the foul line. And she misses the front end of the one and one. Rebound Lease ahead to Maddie. Pull up from three is off the heel of the rim, but an offensive rebound for Jillian. She steps back for a three. That's left short up the front of the rim. Rebound in the hands of McGuire. A minute 40 to go until half. 26-20. Westwood trailing by six. McGuire rotating to the wing. Hebker dribbling to the top of the key. Bounce pass to Curtis. Curtis will give it to Delmont. Delmont, guarded by Lees, puts in the deck with the left hand, driving in. Delmont bringing it back out. Delmont stepping back, now kicking to Lees. Lees for McGuire. McGuire looking to drive with Maddie on her. To Hebker. Nelson on top of her. Rotating back up top to Curtis. Curtis hands it off to Delmont, driving in. Now steps back for three, and it's good. They took 55 seconds off the clock with that possession, and it couldn't have finished much better. 29-20, 29-20, 50 seconds left first half. Jillian top of the key. Jillian gives it to Maddie. Maddie against that 2-3 zone, dribbling right at the top. He bounce pass Lee's back up top Maddie. Maddie looking and looking. Rotates to Jillian left at the top of the key for Gardner. Gardner back up top Jillian. Jillian gives it to Maddie. 
Maddie directing traffic. Nelson at the free throw line. Maddie's trying to get it to her. Going to the corner now. Open three for Lease is no good. Rebound battle for it's loose on the floor. Gardner has it. Gardner's put back no good. Rebound Taylor. And then a foul. No, a jump ball is called 90 feet from the basket. And the alternating arrow favors Westwood. So the Patriots with a chance to hold for one. 21 seconds left in the half. Maddie triggering underneath the Gwen Bucket. Lease, rotate Maddie, open corner three, got it. Westwood within six. 13 seconds left, first half. Full court press put on to try and slow the Towners down. Five seconds left, four and three, and they get it into the front court. Not much sense of urgency going on. Rotate up top, Delmont driving in, and her shot blocked. That's the way the first half ends. A frustrating first half for Westwood, and yet they're only down six, 29-23. We'll take a timeout, halftime numbers, and analysis after this. You're listening to Westwood Patriot Basketball and ESPN-UP. You already know that First Bank is all about people, but what does that really mean? It's our people helping our community, neighbors and friends, both old and new helping you when you need it most. Like helping veterans take advantage of their VA benefit. I'm Chris Holm, part of the mortgage team at First Bank. Getting a VA loan to purchase or refinance your home is easier than you think. There's no down payment or mortgage insurance required and no limit on the number of times you can use your benefit. When refinancing, you can borrow 100% of the home's value, not 80% like most loans. That may mean more money for home improvements or to consolidate debt. You can apply online or come into First Bank and we'll help you get pre-qualified. See? It's that easy. The mortgage team is here to help you whenever you need us. To find a location near you, visit first-bank.com. That's first-bank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to credit approval. These may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people. Here's what your friends and neighbors are saying about active physical therapy. This is Mike Kosky with Congress Pizzas. After being diagnosed with a herniated lower disc, I was given the option of either surgery or therapy. I chose active physical therapy because of Scotty Corkin. My experience with active physical therapy is extremely positive. Scott set me up with a program that I could do at home. After one month, I was back on my feet doing my daily activities. Get active, be active, stay active with active physical therapy. For more information visit stayactiveup.com you're listening to westwood patriots basketball on espn up Now we're connected. Now we should be good. 
All right, so we are back here at halftime here at Westwood High School. Tanner Hoops, Jared Koski, Thomas Dunstan, the crew for this evening. Halftime score, Westwood trailing Gwynn 29-23. I tell you what, a lot to be frustrated about in that first half, Jared. Westwood played far from their best game. 2-3 zone, for whatever reason, tough to figure out trying to go inside. But despite as frustrating of a half that was, Westwood still within striking distance, only down six. Yeah, the game's not over yet, but uh, leading the way with those points, Maddie Koski with 14. Two players with three points apiece, Tessa Lease and Jillian Koski. Carly Patron with two, Ellie Miller with one. And uh, the biggest stat number there is the seven turnovers. Mm. Every time the Patriots tried to get the ball, force it down through the lane with that 2-3 caving in, it was a turnover, and we got three shooters standing out there waiting for the kickout. When we actually got the kickout and saw it, it was, uh, it was pretty easy to get some open step-in shots. Uh, Patriots have to take care of the ball when they do get a defensive rebound because Gwen is crashing really hard and attacking with two people, whoever gets the rebound. So they're going to have to handle that ball well there, and hopefully the refs will clean that up a little bit. Both teams are getting a little chippy, diving in at each other on those rebounds like that, and you hate to see that kind of stuff go on in the game. Gwen scored the first six points of the ball game. They have not trailed. They led 20-15 to 15 after one, and then the... see if that makes any difference. Turn the Wi-Fi off, maybe, yeah. so it doesn't bump to the Wi-Fi. Right. Take off the Wi-Fi. Cell data's on. Now it's connected. So we should be good. Yepper Peninsula is our home because there's nowhere else like it on earth. Our traditions, homes, and properties are truly unique. When it comes to insuring them, Northern Mutual Insurance understands their value. 
Originally Finnish Mutual, Northern Mutual was formed in Calumet over 125 years ago and is still insuring Uper families from bridge to bridge. Iron Range Agency in Ishpeming is a leading agent for Northern Mutual. Make the change to Iron Range by calling 485-5544 for a quote with Northern Mutual, a company that knows the UP. Squeaky clean, warm and soft, memories made, steamy hot, early days on the run, time alone, family fun, peace of mind, guaranteed, a friendly face in time of need, that's household, household appliance, that's household, household appliance. US 41 Marquette. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorkin-Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year, there's a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorkin-Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. When glass breaks and it's the kind of break where your insurance is going to pay for it, step back for a moment and call a timeout. Your agent or billing network may want to choose where to get it fixed, but you should know that you have the right to select Peninsula Glass and Auto of Ishpeming. And why not? If it's glass, they can fix it. All work is guaranteed and they will bill your insurance directly. The mobile team at Peninsula Glass will even come to you to make repairs. Call for a free estimate and see how the crew can best serve you. Peninsula Glass and Auto Sales, US 41, Ishpeming. Having trouble with your bank? At MBank, we make it easy. Headquartered in the UP, MBank can provide the products and services you need with knowledgeable, friendly bankers you can trust. Simple and convenient banking on your terms. You'll have the security of keeping your money close to home with a bank that's from the same place you are. Where you bank matters. Make the move to MBank today. Visit bankmbank.com to get started. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV. Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and embers.org. Member NCUA, an equal housing lender. Super One Foods in Nagani and Marquette are excited for high school basketball with these deals. Fryer thigh or drumsticks, a family pack for 66 cents a pound. Smithfield all-natural bone-in pork loin stuffed chops, a family pack for $1.99 a pound. Black Angus boneless bottom round roast for $3.33 a pound. And Brew Pub Lots of Matzah single-serve pizzas, a 12 to 17 ounce box. 
three for $9.99. Prices are good through Saturday, January 26th at your local Super One stores in Nagani and Marquette. Low prices, better choices right in your neighborhood. Super One Foods. It's time for the second half. Here's Tanner Hoops to bring you all the action. Well, the second half starts with a Marissa Delmont layup. That came to be because of two offensive rebounds on the same possession by Gwynn. Westwood puts one up on the other end and does not get that same friendly hometown offensive board. Delmont has the rebound. Drive the other end. Manner's shot is blocked. Rebound Tessa Lees. Lees quickly into the front court. One minute gone by here in this third quarter. Lees top the key, rotating to Jillian. Jillian. Right at the top, the key puts on the deck with the right hand. Goes up top to Maddie. Maddie, bounce pass to Lees. Lees left at the top, the key driving in. Manner guarding her. Kicks on over to Maddie, 4-3. That's off the heel of the rim, no good. Rebound offensive, though, for Jillian. Jillian to Lees. Down low to Patron. Patron quick kick out to Maddie. It's no good. Rebounds loose in the floor and picked up by Curtis. Westwood just getting killed on the offensive glass. Quickly into the front court. 31-23, 6.20 to go, third quarter, top of the key. McGuire rotate Manor, corner three does not catch iron, rebounds out of bounds off of Gwynn. A few other scores around the UP to update you on. Boys halftime final, uh, boys halftime, excuse me, Marquette 35-21 lead over Houghton. Gladstone boys 22-14, they're on top of Ishpeming, that game's in the second quarter. Continue to look around the scoreboard as we get the updates. Down low, Ellie Miller, reverse layup, no good, but she's fouled, and Miller's heading the line to shoot two. Miller shooting 63% at the foul line this year. McGuire picks up the foul number two on her, so three different model towners with two fouls. Again, they only dress six tonight. First free throws around the rim and in. 5.53 to play, third quarter, 31-24. Westwood trailing by seven. Second Miller free throw off the front of the rim, no good. And then a foul going against Westwood on the rebound. And that's going to be four on Carly Patron. Team fouls even at one apiece. And Kirk Corcoran sends in Emily Nelson. Other scores around the UP tonight after one quarter. Nagani boys, a 16-13 lead over Iron Mountain, looking for the upset. Boys hockey in the second period. Marquette has a 2-0 lead against Kingsford. Curtis with the basketball to Delmont. Baseline, her jump shot no good. Rebound tapped out of bounds off of Westwood. It stays with Gwynn. 31-24, the Towners on top. They score the first six points of the game. Westwood has not gotten closer than three. Inbounds pass deflected out of bounds, and we have a model towner on the ground. It's Trisha McGuire, a little shaken up on the floor. She's on her knees. Head coach Ben Olson, training staff out there to talk with her. 5.38 to play here in this third quarter, 31-24. Westwood trailing by seven. For a higher level of service, look to Amber's Credit Union, formerly the UP Catholic Credit Union. Super One Foods and Nagani and Marquette support all involved in tonight's game. Low prices, better choices right in your neighborhood. Super One Foods. True North Federal Credit Union is a resource for you and your family. They support all involved in tonight's game. 
Peninsula Glass and Auto knows there are some real advantages to buying a used vehicle. Someone else took the hit on the appreciation, so the value of the car is yours at a fair price. They look for the kind of vehicle they can stand behind. Trisha McGuire helped off the floor. Gets a round of applause. Help the big concern for Gwen right now. Six players active tonight. They cannot afford another injury. Lease with the basketball gives it to Maddie. Maddie, top of the key. Looking to drive on that 2-3 zone. No soft spot there. Cross-court feed. Jillian finds a way in the lane, but her jump shot no good. Rebound Delmont quickly into the front court. Full head of steam. Delmont driving in. Scoop shot layup is waved off. Traveled with the basketball. These are at the point where we're talking about back-breaking buckets the Patriots yep. are giving up here. They need to get something better going. They have done nothing good about working against this 2-3. Trying to drive in underneath. A Miller lays it off the window and in. Tessa Lease with the assist. Five-point game, 31-26. to Delmont top of the key. Delmont driving in, right-hand dribble. Picks it up. Rotates to Hebker. Hebker bounce pass intercepted. Here comes Maddie with the steal. Maddie driving bump by Manor. That's foul number three. She's going to have to work hard to stay in this game because she plays physically on defense, and that's 45 feet from the bucket again. Third on Manor, second team foul, and McGuire's back in the ball game. Good to see. She's not replacing Manor, though. She's replacing Hebker. Manor's going to stay on the floor with three fouls. It become a war of attrition for the model towners. Yeah, I'd like to see him have Maddie take the ball at her right now and try to get her to have to let her go by just in order to not foul her. Maddie has the ball now between the circles. 4.26 to play here in this third quarter. Maddie goes to the wing for Lees. Lees driving in, rotate up top, Nelson. Nelson gives it to Maddie for three. It's off the front of the rim and in. Got the friendly hometown roll and Maddie with another triple, her fifth of the game. It's a two-point lead with four minutes to go in the third quarter. Manor top of the key for McGuire. McGuire to Curtis, cross-court wide open. Manor for three, does not catch iron, but Taylor is the O-board, stripped away from her by Lease. Ahead to Maddie, drive to the basket, scoop shot, layup, yes, and one! We're tied, a chance to take the lead for the first time tonight. And how many fouls is that? That one's on Emily Curtis, so that's her first. Yeah, I did not quite see who that defender was down there. Maddie, very good at the line this year. 86% foul shooter. Good on the end one opportunity. And Westwood takes the lead for the first time tonight with 3.51 to go in the third quarter. Ben Olsen spends a timeout. Westwood currently riding an 8-0 run, and you said a few minutes ago they were talking about maybe some back-breaking buckets if Delmont's layup were to go down. Had she not traveled, they would have been up by 9 at that point, and suddenly Westwood, with a fiery spurt of momentum, starting to get some of those transition buckets to go our way. Yeah, and starting to get a couple bounces on the rebounds, too. It's been one of those nights where every time you look at the possession arrow, it's on Gwen. Every time the ball bounces somewhere, it's in Gwen's hand. You know, you get a, sometimes a player like Madeline did right there. Sometimes a player can change the momentum by just saying, that's it. A bomb of a three from deep and a tough, tough hit on an and one there. Really hard hit on a full court wide open layup, that's but a hard hit. She had to earn that one. 
Gwynn has played a good game tonight to their credit, but those intangibles, they have been bouncing Gwynn's way early on, and they haven't been these last couple of minutes. Starting to even things out a little more. Curtis top of the key. Curtis rotate to McGuire down low to Manor, who travels with the basketball. The Gwynn model towners have done that quite a few times tonight. They love to just catch the ball and rip and go to the bucket, but they got to keep their feet still till they can get away with it. 3.26 to play third quarter, 32-31. Westwood leading by one with the basketball. Maddie between the circles. Maddie around a screen, picks it up right at the top of the key. Bounce pass, Miller on the baseline. Miller kicking out open three. Maddie is left short off the front of the rim. The rebound's kept alive, though, by Miller, and it finds its way to Maddie. Maddie for Jillian. Cross-court feed to Nelson. Nelson going up top to Lease, and Lease travels with the basketball. Westwood starting to figure things out in the offensive rebounding aspect. 2.59 to go third quarter, one-point Patriot lead, currently riding a 9-0 run. Top of the key, McGuire lobbing down low. It's intercepted by Nelson. Nelson for Maddie, long lead pass Miller, driving in, stripped away from her by Delmont, and then Delmont travels with the basketball. So 2.43 left here in this third quarter. First meeting of the year between the two squads will do it again at Gwynn on February the 21st. Catch, shoot, three off the inbound, around the rim and out for Jillian. Rebound kept alive, though, on the offensive end. It's loose on the floor. Bodies diving for it out of bounds off of Gwynn. I don't know what the adjustment was that Kirk Corcoran made, but Westwood getting in there and attacking the offensive glass much better here in this third quarter. We have an injured model towner. That's McGuire again. And she's on her feet. She's walking under her own power. But she's really hobbling, favoring that right ankle. She's staying in this ball game, though. Maddie triggers, goes to the top key, Lee swings it back to Maddie, and she's fouled by Delmont, driving to the basket. A lot of physicality. Every time the Patriots put the ball on the floor tonight, they've got a couple hands on them, and they've, they're, they're, that's the way the game's been going. The Patriots just got to keep playing through it. First on Delmont, team's fourth. Inbounds pass deflected away. Loose on the floor. Manor trying to tie it up. It's loose on the floor, and a jump ball is called. Alternating arrow favors Westwood. So they've switched Manor off Maddie, and they put Delmont on her because she has less fouls, and that's a mismatch that favors Westwood and Maddie. Got to see her attack that tonight. Layup won't go for Miller, and then an over-the-back foul is called in the rebound on Westwood. It's on Miller. That's the team's second foul, the first on Miller. 2.22 to go, third quarter. It's 32-31. Westwood leading by one. Into the front court, McGuire. McGuire, cross-court feed. Curtis. Curtis left at the top of the key. Curtis puts in the deck, guarded by Elise. Picks up the dribble. Inside the arc to Delmont. Pull-up jumper in the paint. Around the rim won't go. Rebound offensive, though, for Taylor. Taylor, kick out McGuire. Now to Manor. Manor, baseline jump shot. Doesn't catch iron. Rebound loose on the floor. Into the hands of Emily Nelson. Minute 50 to play, third quarter. Top of the key. Maddie, cross-court feed Jillian. Back up top, Maddie. Maddie, rotate Lease inside the arc to Miller. Has it ripped away from her by Curtis. And a foul is called. A loose ball foul 
against Ellie Miller, and that's her second. Comes with a minute 40 to play in this third quarter, 32-31. Oh, Patriots had such a good running going here, and they just lost the momentum here and have been making some poor decisions offensively. Again, going in with the ball and turning it over. McGuire inside the arc to Delmont, driving baseline, jumper won't go, but she's fouled. Wynn scored the first bucket of the second half, and they've been scoreless for a little over five minutes. Delmont trying to change that. Again, 48% shooter from behind the arc, only 38% at the foul line. One of those strange basketball anomalies and misses the first one. Foul, by the way, on Sadiqla Gardner. That's her second. Team fouls even at four apiece. One more coming for Delmont. This one to tie it. She makes it. And it snaps a 9-0 Patriot run. 32-32, final 90 seconds of this third quarter. Driving top of the key, Lees. Up top to Maddie. Maddie cross court to Jillian. Jillian, looking and looking, goes back up top to Maddie. Maddie between the circles, rotating to the wing for Lees. Lees driving top of the key. Her pass finds its way to Maddie. 4-3, no good, but she's fouled. Or is what? she? Are they calling this offensive? She had the ball. They called it on Emily Nelson. Screen wow. away from the ball. I don't know what happened there. I didn't see what the call was. But that's the second on Nelson. 15 foul on Westwood. Delmont driving top the key layup around the rim and spins in. Took two full revelations around the cylinder and dropped. And Gwynn is back on top 34-32. 45 seconds left third quarter. Maddie top of the key, Manor on her. Cross-court feed to Lease. Lease driving right at the top of the key, going up top. Maddie to Jillian on the baseline. Jillian with Delmont on her. Jillian gets the reach in against Delmont. They just won't call it till it's about the third foul tonight. It's like bump, bump, and then they give the call. Second on Delmont, team's fifth. Evker back in the ball game for Gwynn. She replaces Manor. Nelson inbound to Maddie. Chance to tie or take the lead. Maddie between the circles, dribbling with the right hand. Maddie. McGuire on her. Cross court to Jillian. Jillian around a screen. Going up top to Lees. Lees puts on the deck, looking to drive. Lees to the basket. Layup won't go, but she's fouled. Tessa Lease heading the line for the first time tonight, an 83% foul shooter. Tiana Taylor picks up the personal, her third team sixth. Ten seconds left here in this third quarter. Lease makes it a one-point game. It's the first free throw. One more coming. This one for the tie. It's on the way. Around the rim and out. Rebound, Curtis gives it to Delmont. Six seconds left into the front court. Delmont driving right baseline. Tries to go back to the top. He's stolen by Lease. Heave Ho comes up well short. And that's the way the third quarter ends. We've got a one-point ball game entering the fourth. Gwynn 34, Westwood 33. Fourth frame after this on ESPN-UP. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. 
with school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. You're listening to Westwood Patriots Basketball on ESPN-UP. Another score to update you on after three. Marquette boys with a 47-35 lead against Houghton. Other scores from around the UP this evening. Gladstone on top of Ishpeming, 41-21. Halftime of boys basketball action this evening. Continue to update you on scores as we get them. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Dave's Collision Center at 579 Washington Street in Ishpeming. Get active, be active, stay active. Active physical therapy in Ishpeming, Marquette, and Nagani. Visit us at stayactiveup.com. Underway in this fourth quarter, driving to the basket, and a foul called as Taylor was trying to put one up underneath. She is heading the line to shoot two team fouls, even at six apiece. And Carly Patron just picked up her fifth foul. That was a poor, poor situational call. She just came back in after that. She gets there in the lane with her hands straight up, and they call it. Did they have a conference and say, let's clean it up now, and they're going to go tic-tac for a few, or what happened there? Taylor is one of five at the foul line this season. Chance for two with team fouls even at six apiece. Carly Patron, one of the leading scorers for this Patriot team. She's been on a tear here as of late. Her night is done nine seconds into the fourth quarter. Free throw from Taylor around the rim and out. One more coming for her, 34-33. Gwynn leading it by one. Taylor takes a few dribbles, second foul shot made. 35-33. Nelson inbounds to Lee, who brings it across timeline. Chance to tie or take the lead. Gwynn back in that 2-3 zone. Lease right at the top of the key. Up top it goes to Maddie. Maddie looking and looking. Goes to Jillian left at the top of the key. To Lease for three in the corner. She buries it. Tessa Lease gives her team the lead at the seven and a half minute mark in the fourth quarter. 36-35. Cross court feed to Curtis. Curtis inside the arc to Taylor. Turnaround jump shot. Low block doesn't catch iron. Rebound Miller. This is what Westwood needs, speed the game up a little bit. Gwynn wants to slow it down. you got to get a flow going. Jillian up top to Maddie. Maddie, cross court, it goes to Lees. Lees, right at the top of the key, back up top to Maddie. Maddie going around a screen from Miller, driving left side, up to the top. Lees gives it to Jillian. Jillian looking and looking, cross court feed. Loose ball knocked away and out of bounds off Westwood. You get the feeling sometimes the game's getting a little too fast for Gwynn, and other times sometimes it's getting a little too slow for Westwood. 36-35, pats by one. 6.41 to go, regulation time. Taylor, turnaround, jump shot, low block, no good. Rebound Miller. Miller ahead for Lease. Lease across the midcourt stripe, looking to push it. Lease pulling it back out, gives it to Maddie. Maddie to Lees, driving left at the top key, going up top, Miller. Miller picks up the dribble. Rotate over to Maddie. Maddie between the circles. Slowing things down, looking for a good shot. 
One-point Patriot lead. Jillian with the basketball. Inside the arc to Miller. Miller saves it from going out of bounds. Kicks the lease for three. Got it! Tessa Lease knocks down another triple. Same spot, 39-35. Six minutes left regulation time. Largest lead of the night for Westwood. Top of the key for Curtis. Curtis inside the yard. Delmont driving it. Stripped of the basketball by Maddie. Maddie bringing it across timeline with 5.46 to play. Ahead to Lease. Lease step back jumper from three. Around the rim it goes down. Three full spins around the rim. Tessa Lease and Fuego. Tessa Lease finally comes alive after struggling in Megani and getting a couple to go. And she does the pump fake, the jab flick. She's going to the bucket, steps back, and boom. Nine straight points for Tessa Lease. And Westwood leads 42-35. Largest lead of the night for the Patriots. And it forces a Ben Olsen timeout. That makes you happy if you're wearing the red, white, and blue. Although pretty good contingent of black and gold here tonight. They made the short trip up on a weeknight. Looking for a bank that understands your business? Look to M-Bank from business loans to treasury management and everything in between. M-Bank's in your corner just around the corner. Stop in soon and visit any of the seven Marquette County locations. Member FDIC. Household appliance services, what they sell and sometimes what others sell, depending on the brand. Not every store can promise that. Service after the sales, always tradition at household appliance. Bjork and Zolke Funeral Homes support all involved in night's game. Play hard, be fair, and enjoy it. Journal Federal Credit Union is a resource for you and your family, and they support all involved in tonight's contest. Thank you again to all of our sponsors for Patriot Athletics. Couldn't do it without you. 5.39 to go, regulation time, 42-35, Pats by 7, and with momentum. Into the front court, Manor gives it to McGuire, inside the arc to Taylor. Taylor puts in the deck free throw line, kick out Manor. Manor, baseline jump shot, does not catch iron. Rebound, Lees. Westwood starting to pack it in a little more. Gwynn hasn't been hitting for much of a range tonight. Between the circles, it's Maddie. She's backing it out, slowing things down. Yeah, they're willing to sit out there with it. If they're going to play a zone, we can just handle the ball for five minutes with a seven-point lead if we have to. Maddie directing traffic with the basketball, left-hand dribble. Maddie between the circles, gives it to Lees. Lees to Nelson, free throw line, back to Lees. Lees, head fake, stutter step, goes back up top to Nelson. Nelson back to Maddie. Westwood content to chew clock. Maddie rotating to the wing. Now back up to her. Maddie just letting time wind down. 4.41 to play, regulation time, 42-35, Pats by 7. Yeah, and there's no reason the Patriots need to shoot the ball again if they're going to sit in this complacent zone and let them just dribble out there. They'll dribble the game out. Maddie with the basketball, standing near half court. Westwood's taken nearly a full minute off the clock in this possession alone. They haven't even gotten past the free throw line. They've just been content to let time wind down. Maddie, spot up, wide open, three, got it! Possession couldn't have worked out much better. Double-digit lead for the first time tonight, 45-35, four minutes left regulation time. McGuire, the basketball, Gwynn needs something to happen fast. Taylor to the basket, layup and one, that might have been it. They needed a momentum shift big time, and they get it. Chance for a three-point play for Tiana Taylor. 
Foul is on Jillian. That's her third team's eight. 3.55 to play regulation time. Taylor one of two with the line tonight. The and one free throw around the rim. No good. Rebound lease. 45-37, eight-point Patriot lead. Jillian with the basketball, driving, left baseline, and a blocking foul called on Gwynn. No, a timeout. A timeout by Coach Clark, and I think that's a good timeout. Your freshman is in the corner with the ball going back and forth, and they're running out of room, and Tessa and Madeline are both flying over there to get it, bringing defenders over there. That wasn't a good situation right there. 3.45 to go, regulation time. Westwood 45, Gwynn 37, the Patriot outside shooting. Starting to pick back up. They hit well early on. Tessa Lease with three in a row to force a Gwyn timeout. Gave the Patriots a lead. And then Maddie Koski with another one. Gives the Pats their first double-digit lead of the night. Deanna Taylor answers back with a bucket but can't convert the three-point play. That's where we stand at 45-37. Now Ben Olsen's in a tough spot. He's only dressed six tonight. Nobody's fouled out. But you're going to have to start playing the foul game here soon. You just don't have the bodies to send to the foul line. Yeah. Quick shout-out to Dan Hass listening in Menominee County tonight. Thanks for tuning in, Dan. Emily Nelson to Traeger, looking and looking. Continues to look. Delmont on ball gets into Maddie. Maddie near the free throw line, dribbling with the right hand. Curtis on her. Goes cross-court to Lease with Manor. Back up top, Gwynn coming out of that 2-3 zone. They're playing player to player. They have to. Maddie, cross court to Jillian. Jillian with McGuire on her. Bounce pass up top to Lees. Lees to Maddie. Maddie with Curtis on her. Westwood's got the hands team out there. Gwynn doesn't have much choice. Who's going to have to commit fouls to send them to the line? They need the ball back, but they get a steal. Here comes McGuire driving the other end. Layup no good, but she's fouled. 3-11 to go, regulation time. Gwynn gets the steal. McGuire with a chance to go to the line. Jillian Koski, her fourth foul, team's eighth. McGuire again has not been aligned much this year. Just three of five tonight, but she makes the first. I should say three of five entering these two shot attempts, and now you can make it four of six. And five of seven as she makes them both, and Ben Olsen spends a timeout. 3-11 to go here in regulation. 45-39, Westwood leading by six. Give Gwen a ton of credit. Yeah. They had a game plan tonight. They've executed it with a short bench. They still have a chance in this game, but they're right there. And we could do this all again on February the 21st, this time at their place. They were down 10 just a, a little bit ago, and now they cut that lead here. Um, they, and they got a minute chewed off them and got a three hit on them and a big momentum bucket for the Patriots. And you got to give them a lot of credit. They're fighting hard here in this end of this game, and this game is far from over. A lot of time left on this clock. The young Patriots on the court right now have to really take care of the basketball. I'm not as much worried about when Madeline and Tessa have it, but, but Jillian, Emily, and Ellie... We have two sophomores and a freshman out there with these two junior guards. Full court press put on by Gwen out of the timeout. Maddie has it in the backcourt. Manners on her. Maddie works it ahead to Lees. Lees ahead to Maddie. Crowd wanted travel. They don't get it. Maddie into the front court. She's trapped. Gets it to Lees. Lees driving top the key. Pull up jumper in the paint. Around the rim. No good. Ellie Miller the offensive rebound. She's fouled on her putback attempt. She is into the line to shoot two. 
2.52 to go, regulation time. Six-point lead for Westwood. Big free throws coming here as McGuire picks up her third foul. Team seventh in the front end. No good. She's two for four tonight, so now she's two for five. One more coming, back in. Takes a few dribbles. This one's on the way. It's off the heel of the rim. Missed them both. Rebound tapped and kept alive on the offensive end. Miller has her own miss. Huge offensive rebound for Westwood. And she Tessa more time. kept that one alive by hitting it up off the backboard. Maddie guarded by Curtis. Gives it to Lease. Lease guarded by Manor. Driving. Has the baseline jump shot. Won't go, but she's fouled. And Tessa Lease is heading the line to shoot two with 2.35 to go. Fourth foul on Taylor. Wynn has six players left they can play tonight. Westwood has seven. Benches are becoming pretty short. First free throw made by Lease. One more coming. Both these teams regularly dress eight. Wynn only had six healthy players tonight. Second free throw made as well. They have a tough one coming up on Thursday. They take on West Iron County, top-ranked team of the UP. Westwood held that spot until last week. Delmont top of the key for Curtis. Curtis to Manor. Down low to McGuire. And a blocking foul called on Emily Nelson as McGuire was driving to the basket. And that'll put her to the line for a one-and-one. One. Patriots can't afford to keep making fouls. When, when you're behind, that's all you want is the other team to foul you so you can score with the clock stopped. Third on Nelson, team's ninth, 2.19 to play, regulation time. First free throw missed by McGuire, won't get another. Rebound safe from going out of bounds, loose on the floor. Bodies diving everywhere for it, a jump ball is called. Alternating arrow favors Westwood. Good hustle there by both teams on the ground for that ball. And 47-39, Pats lead it by 8, 2.13 to go in regulation. Lease with the basketball. Curtis on her. Ahead to Maddie trying to beat the press. Maddie across timeline. Maddie picks up the dribble looking for help. Curtis and Manor try to trap her. Gets it to Lease. Up top to Jillian. Jillian back to Lease, and those three are going to play keep away until they're fouled. A foul puts Westwood to the line for a one and one. Maddie driving in. Now kick on over to Jillian. Jillian up top goes to Lease. They're just playing keep away right now with a minute 41 to play. Eight-point Patriot lead. Ben Olson doesn't have the bodies to play the foul game, though. He's looking for the steal. Maddie with the basketball. She's trapped, gets out of it, rotates to Miller. Miller picks up the dribble, going up top to Lees. Lees guarded by Delmont. Back to Maddie. Maddie standing near half court, and she's fouled by Curtis. Not who you wanted to foul, but you really didn't have a choice. Precious seconds ticking away as Curtis picks up her second. Maddie, an 86% foul shooter at the line for a one-and-one. One. Team fouls even at nine apiece. And the front end made. One more coming. This to give the Patriots a double-digit lead. Junior takes a few dribbles, dips the knees. Second one made as well. Ten-point Patriot lead, a minute 16 to go in regulation. Manor into the front court. Maddie picks her up. Manor around a screen. 
Manner to McGuire, to Delmont. Open three is off the heel of the rim, no good. Rebounds loose on the floor. Bodies diving everywhere for it. And Maddie comes away with it. Maddie. Hounded in the backcourt, gets it to Lees. Lees just trying to slow it down. Works it ahead to Maddie, who brings it across timeline. Maddie, left at the top of the key. 45 seconds left, and Kirk Corcoran spends a timeout. Patriots need to put somebody right in the middle on the top of the three-point line for this, and too high. They they just kind of have Tessa and Madeline just kind of doing what they're doing out there, but... You know, they got to organize this a little bit. I think it's something that's a little bit abnormal when Carly Patron is not on the floor at this situation because she would be one of the other players that would be asked to handle the ball and be expected to shoot free throws in this situation. But she's not in there tonight, so that spot is kind of vacant. And the other girls are kind of just standing there watching what's going on. But it's working out for them right now. Looking around the UP scoreboard, Marquette boys winner tonight, 57-42 against Houghton. After three quarters, Iron Mountain has opened up a 43-24 lead over the Nagani boys. Boys hockey update. Marquette leading Kingsford 3-0. That game is after two periods. Continue to check scores from around the area as we get them. Our score, though, with 47 seconds left, Westwood leading 49-39. Looking to get back on track with win number 12. Nelson Triggers gets into Lease. The pass deflects off her hands out of bounds off of Westwood. Gwynn has it back. They're going to need some things to go their way here in the last minute and change. Delmont to the front court. Delmont around a high ball screen. Gives it to Manor. Manor driving right at the top of the key. Kicks to the wing for McGuire. McGuire driving is fouled. Emily Nelson picks up her fourth. And McGuire's head of the line for two shots. Double bonus time. 34 seconds left. 10-point Patriot lead. Patriots, short trip to Ishpeming, taking on the Crosstown Rivals on Friday. McGuire's first free throw is made. Megan Johnson on the floor for the first time tonight. 5-2 junior, a point and a rebound per contest for her. Second free throw made as well, eight-point game. 34 seconds left. Inbounds pass goes to Lees. Lease guarded by Curtis. Manor coming up to try and trap her. Gets it to Maddie. Back to Lease. Lease pushes it across timeline. Lease fouled near the center of the floor. And Westwood in the double bonus as well. Two shots coming for Lease with 23 seconds to play. Brooke Manor picks up her fourth foul. Westwood leading by eight. And the first free throw is made. One more coming. This one's on the way. Makes them both. Double-digit lead. 23 seconds left. 51-41. Delmont into the front court. Delmont inside the arc. Stolen away by Maddie. Maddie into the front court. She's looking to dribble this thing out. Gwen looks like they have no objections. Final seconds will tick away in this game. Maddie dribbles it out. 
Two seconds and one. The Patriots get the victory tonight. 51-41 over Gwynn. And Jared, it wasn't the prettiest at times, but the Pats are back on track. Hey, you got to get a win after a loss like that. You got to come back and play through. Carly Patron had a tough night getting fouled out there. I thought that last one was really, really soft on her. But, uh, you know, you, you pick up the pieces, you move on, and you try to win a game. And Gwynn's been trying to do that too. Unfortunately, I think they're plaguing of injuries. Got them a little bit more tired in that fourth quarter. I noticed in the second half. We had a lot more energy than they did, and they weren't getting as many offensive rebounds and tries because I just don't think they had the gas to keep it up late in the third and into the fourth quarter, and that's probably due to them having that shorter bench tonight. Patriots outscore Gwynn 18-7 in the fourth frame as they get back in the win column. Postgame starts now. You're listening to Westwood Patriot Basketball on ESPN-UP. Crystal clear trout streams, pristine forest, and a sky so blue it hurts the eyes. We make our home in the most beautiful part of Michigan. We're Embers Credit Union. We cherish the abundance of lakes, the sound of fresh snow underfoot, waves crashing on the shore, and the crackle of an evening campfire. We also cherish the dreams and aspirations of the people who give the UP its unique character. Embers Credit Union is dedicated to fueling the passions of our members and the communities we serve. We see a world of potential in our neighbors, and we're here to provide personalized guidance, solid financial advice, and solutions to get them to the next level. What's your passion? A new home, a better vehicle, or seeing America in an RV? Together, we'll get there. Straight talk banking that matches your way of life. Let's live it up. Embers Credit Union, offices of Marquette and Nagani, and embers.org. Member NCUA, an equal housing lender. Tune in to the UP's premier sports show, The Sports Pen with Tanner Hoops. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP. Get caught up on all the late-breaking headlines surrounding local, regional, and national sports. Plus, hear from coaches as well as local and national members of the media. The Sports Pen with Tanner Hoops. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP. Online at ESPNUP.com and on the ESPNUP. The Westwood Patriots postgame show starts now. Show starts now. Tanner Hoops, Jared Koski on the call. The Patriot girls winners tonight over Gwynn, 51 to 41. The model towers jumped out to a 6 nothing lead. They led for most of the way tonight. They had a 2015 advantage after one. The defense is perked up in the second quarter. The Model Towners led 29-23 at halftime. Westwood's first lead of the game came with 3.51 to go in the third quarter as part of a 9-0 run. Gwynn would take a 34-33 lead into the fourth quarter, but then Tessa Lease and Maddie Koski would combine for 12 straight points to give Westwood the lead for good. Tessa Lease with three straight triples. Maddie capped one off and uh, Westwood would not trail the rest of the night. 51-41, the final score this evening. Pats back in the win column, moving to 12-1. and yeah, If you got the official scoring, let's take a look. All right, as we always start with those points, Maddie Koski led the way with 25. Tessa Lease added 17. Ellie Miller with four. Jillian Koski with three. Carly Patron with two, totaling 51. Uh, the Patriots shot 10 for 15 from the free throw line. Um, 50% from the three-point line, making 11 threes tonight. Mm. That's a pretty good number of threes to make. But, uh, you know, that was kind of 
vindictive of the defense Gwyn was playing. They were giving us those threes. They weren't giving us anything inside. We mentioned it a couple times, but they were giving us the open threes, and I guess, you know, they were hoping that we would die by the three, but we lived by the three tonight. Um, inside the arc, we were four for 15 at 26%. So, you know, shooting twice as good from the three-point range than inside the arc, you may as well shoot a yep. three every time. Absolutely. So overall, 40% shooting. Um, 20 rebounds for the Patriots. The model towners were really good on that offensive boards in the first half. Like we said, they just ran out of gas in the second half, and Patriots were able to get some more rebounds. 13 assists again tonight for the Patriots and eight steals. Pretty good numbers in that in that area. But 11 turnovers. Yeah, we, we had seven with three minutes to go in the first half, so we cleaned that up in the second half as well. That's yeah, below the Patriots' season average, 14 per game on average, so good to see that turnover number start to come down a little bit. Westwood outscoring the Model Towners 18-7 to in that fourth frame, and they win by 10 this evening. Westwood now 12-1 back in the win column. Gwynn falls to 7-4. They suffer their third straight loss. Take our last time out. We'll come back, and you'll hear from head coach Kurt Corcoran. All that and more after this on ESPN-UP. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Make sure you're following ESPN-UP on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with all things UP sports. Don't get left out of the conversation either. Let your voice be heard on anything from high school sports to college and the pros. You'll get access to -to up-to-the-minute news and opinion from the ESPN community. On the air, on the web, and on Facebook and Twitter. It's everything you need for sports. You're listening to Westwood Patriots Basketball on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Jared Kosky with you. Post-game show continuing on here on ESPN-UP. Patriot girls winners tonight, 51-41 over the Gwynn Model Towners. Again, Maddie Kosky, 25 points of the high score. Tessa Lease with 17 as the Patriots overcome a bit of a slow start. We'll be getting Kirk Corcoran here on headset before too long. But again, in case you missed it, Westwood trailed early on in the game. Gwynn scored the first six points. They led 20-15 to 15 after one quarter. Defense is perked up in that second frame as Gwynn took a 29-23 lead into halftime. Westwood took their first lead of the game with 3.51 to go in the third quarter via 9-0 run. And it ended up being a one-point game going into the fourth. But then Westwood controlled that fourth quarter 18-7. They outscore the model towners. That was enough to make the difference tonight. And... 
I don't know if this was the Patriots' best shooting game. It certainly was their best from behind the arc when you knocked down 11 triples in a contest. But good to see Westwood respond maybe to a little bit of adversity early on. Took them some time to adjust to that zone. And, I mean, give Gwynn credit. They had a good game plan coming in. They followed it about as well as they could. Yeah, and they always are going to have a good game plan. Coach Olson's been to see us play a few games. He knows what we can do. He knows what they can do. They, We had a little trouble adjusting to their offense right off the bat, and I think the next time we come in, we'll be prepared to switch those. They, they're not really handoffs, but they're cutting across each other as they're driving and, and coming toward each other, and it confuses the defense. You have to switch those, I think. And um, they're just going to have to learn from that game and, and lock down like they did in the second half. We gave up seven in the fourth quarter, and we gave up five in the third quarter. So you give up 12 points in the second half. That's what you need to do to win a close game sometimes. Where'd you see the adjustments from Kirk Corcoran on the rebounding effort, especially in the offensive end, because that was night and day different after halftime. Yeah, we did get some more people crashing. Instead of just one person crashing, we got more people crashing, and I honestly feel like they got a little tired. You know, we like you talked about it. We upped the pace there in the middle of the third quarter and into the fourth, and that, and we had a long string where we kept turning the ball over there in that third quarter we had several possessions that went empty and we had several stops when we caught up we had a chance to bury them in that third quarter but we just couldn't get it to go well in the fourth quarter we did it was a good back and forth contest you're always going to get that with this kind of a rivalry that you have up here in the up in marquette county and then we'll get another one on friday night when we go to ishpeming it's not going to be an easy place to play never is and look forward to a fantastic game then yeah, and they're playing a lot better now than they were the first time we faced them. They were super young, maybe just had one game or two games under their varsity belt, but they've really come out of it now, and they're uh, starting to play well. Oh, what do you think? We wait for Kurt to make his way up here? Think we'll have him tonight? Yeah, he's coming right now. All right, yep, there he is. You're right. Right on cue, the boss man making his way up here. His team winners tonight, 51-41. to 41. Westwood now 12-1 and in the season. As they get set for Ishpeming on Friday, Gwynn falls to 7-4. and four. They suffer their third straight loss. They will take on West Iron County, the top-ranked team in the UP, coming up on Thursday. Just a couple more minutes, and uh, we'll get Kirk Corcoran here on headset. He's making his way over to the booth right now. Westwood's first lead came with 3.51 to go in the third quarter. They get back on track this evening, back in the win column with win number 12. All right, we've got Coach ready and uh, talk on headset with us post-game. Westwood again, 51-41 winners. Well, Coach, tell me about the adjustments you made, especially on the glass after halftime. Your team really started getting some of those offensive boards to go your way. Oh, we had a pretty loud uh, vocal halftime, halftime speech. I don't usually get uh, too worked up, but... That was uh, that was just one that I, I felt it needed it. I don't know. I, you probably heard me on the radio at one of our timeouts in the first quarter or two. It was just heart wasn't there. Gwyn was out playing us, um, punching us in the mouth. It was like I don't know if any of you guys have ever been punched like three, four times real quick and you don't even know what happened to you. You're still shaking it off before you realize you were just punched. I feel like that's what happened in the first quarter. Uh, Gwyn Gwyn got every rebound you could see it in their eyes um they wanted this game and um i don't know if we quite stole this one but it was pretty close um you know that 
we did we hold them to one point in the third quarter? Somebody told me that. I don't know. I didn't know if I believed it or not. Five in the third five quarter. Five in the third quarter. Um, you know, so I thought we we uh, we came out in the second half a, a new team. Uh, we we talked about staying disciplined and not panicking. Right. Um, there was that's what happened in the Nagani game. Everybody wanted. We, you know, we were down eight, and somebody wanted to go and hit an eight-pointer. And I had to remind them that there aren't any eight-pointers in basketball. You just got to do it one at a time. Um, so that's, that's what we did. Um, Tessa hitting three big threes in the third quarter. Uh, I told her, you know, that girl's one of the best shooters in the in the state, but she goes quiet sometimes. And, um, you know, I told her, I said, that's what happens when you shoot the ball, Tess. So uh, hopefully she learns from this. Um, you know, Gwynn played a real tough matchup zone. Um, tough. We ended up finally cutting, putting some cutters through there um, and getting some, some open looks in the corner. Uh, so a couple of adjustments here and there, uh, but really I thought we just kind of, it was a gut check time for the girls at the half, and um, they decided they wanted to start playing a little bit better. With a little over three minutes to go until half your team had seven turnovers, you finished the game with 11, so just four the rest of the way. Ball handling was tough early on, but oh, it got a lot better there toward the second half and when you really needed it. Yeah, you know, but again, we we, we panic a little bit, and, and, you know, we want the ball in Maddie and Tessa's hands primarily, right? And and we were just, we were, we were, we were throwing the ball to our non-shooters. We're throwing our, the ball to the non-ball handlers, and um, they're just not equipped mentally or physically to handle that against this type of pressure. So, um Maddie and Tessa, they just, they held, you notice they held on to the ball most of the time um, in that, you know, the, the last run of the game. And um, we just made some better decisions with the ball, kind of where we're going to, you know, where we wanted to go with the ball, when we wanted to attack, when we didn't. Um, and then we were lucky enough to get a couple of offensive rebounds in there and um, just put together a real solid second half. Kurt Corcoran, head girls basketball coach at Westwood. Thanks for the time, Coach. Congrats on the win. Thanks, Tanner. Kurt Corcoran, once again, that's it for us here in the postgame show. Westwood winners tonight, 51-41, moving to 12-1 on the season. Patriot girls in action again Friday night at Ishpeming. Our next broadcast of Westwood Patriot Athletics, Thursday night, right here as the boys welcome Iron Mountain. That's it for us. Once again, thank you to all of our sponsors who made the broadcast possible. We couldn't do it without you. For Jared Koski, Thomas Dunstan, my name's Tanner Hoops, saying good night and go Pats. Thanks for listening to Westwood Patriot Basketball on ESPN-UP. Now we'll return to regular ESPN programming.